0: Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at GlobalPropheticCenter.com.
1: Today I want to draw your attention to Genesis chapter 37 verse 5 to 11. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf raised. And also stood upright, and behold, your sheaves stood round about, and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dream and for his words. He did not only dream a dream, but he spoke about his dream. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told his father and his brethren and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but watch this. But his father observed the saying. Isaiah forty three nineteen to 21 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers and the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me and the dragons and the owls, because I have given water, because I I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. We have embarked in in a, a different expression of humanity. In fact, the world into which you and I were born no longer exists. 2020 and beyond will be decades filled with disruptors, innovators, and game changers. They will be filled with dreamers who have the courage to believe in their dreams and actually manifest them so that they change the way we think about life and the way that we do life. And these are the disruptors. The dawning of 2020 was the beginning of a decade of transformation. And like people that we've heard of and we buy their products, like Prada and Louis Vuitton, like Chanel, Versace, Disney, Ford, Stephen Jobs, God transformed them from just being individuals, and when they died, they were an institution. And this is my prayer that in this in the, in this generation and in this epoch, in this decade of transformation, God is going to transform you from an individual into being an institution. We will go from just living and thinking like individuals to actually dominating industries and controlling institutions. And so when we talk about 20 and 20 to 2030, uh, 20 is a very significant number because it's it's a number before 21, and 21 has to do with realization. So therefore the number um, 20 is very significant because it's a number of not only anticipating, but preparing and and working for the realization of purpose and and, and dreams and destiny. So when you read scripture, you see the significance of the number 20. 20 years Jacob waited to get possession of his wives and property. 20 years Israel waited for a deliverer from Jaban's oppression. 20 years Israel waited for deliverance through Samson. 20 years the Ark of the Covenant waited at Carith Jerem. 20 years Solomon was waiting for the completion of two houses. 20 years Jerusalem waited between its capture and destruction. 20 years Jeremiah prophesied concerning it. And so when we talk about 20, I'm decreeing that you are no longer waiting, that the wait is over. And this is going to be a decade, a decade, uh, 2020. Joseph dreaming a dream. It was double, wasn't it? And so 2020 is very significant for those that really uh, understand the significance of number. So 2020 is double. That means that we have entered into a decade of double blessings, double breakthroughs, double opportunities, double healing, double accomplishments, double sight, and double dreams. Joseph dreamed yet another dream and when we think of the number of 20 it's so significant because the Bible records 20 dreams in the Bible uh, number one the dream of Abimelech it's recorded in Genesis 20 verse 3 the dreams that Jacob and he dreamed two dreams so that's dream number two and three so Abimelech dream Genesis 20 verse 3 Jacob had two dreams and you'll find them recorded in Genesis 28 and Genesis 31 Laban, Jacob's uncle, had a dream. That's Genesis 30 verse 24. Joseph has two dreams. That's Genesis 37, five and nine. The butler and the baker, they have dreams, so that is Genesis 40 and five. Pharaoh has two dreams, which is recorded in Genesis 41, verse one and verse five. Then you have in the book of Judges, chapter seven, verse 13, the man in Gideon's army and 1 Kings three and five, you have the dream that Solomon dreamed. And in Daniel chapter two, verse three and chapter four, verse five, Nebuchadnezzar has two dreams and Daniel in Daniel chapter seven, verse one, he has uh, a dream. And then Joseph in the book of Matthew one, Uh, verse 20, uh, Matthew chapter two, verse 13 and 19. Joseph, the father of Jesus, he has three dreams. And then you have the wise man being led another way um, in Matthew two and 13. And then you have Pilate's wife in Matthew 27, 19. So these are the 20 dreams that are listed in the Bible. Joseph had two dreams that would change the landscape of humanity. And Egypt, at that particular time, was a part of Mesopotamia, and his dream pointed to an economic disruption that would affect 57 nations that comprised of Mesopotamia, and his dream would cause Egypt to emerge as a superpower nation in its day. So my question to you is, how many of us that are listening today have a dream? And I want you to think about it just for a moment, and if you can take some time, you could pause this as you're listening to it. Um, and um, if you get an opportunity to hear it over and over again, uh, to think about the dreams for a moment. Drink about the dreams that you have had, your dream job, your dream profession, your dream spouse, your dream house, your dream zip code, uh, your dream vacation. Now, if I were to do a poll, we're going to find out that all of us have a dream, something that we want to do, a job, a, a house, Whatever that dream is, but it will not be the exact house and it will not be the exact job. It will not be the exact vacation because dreams that come from heaven are given and, and they specifically are given to individuals. So if you don't have a dream that you own, most assuredly, you're going to be a part of someone else's dream. So all of us should have dreams. I know when I talked to my mother, my mother had a dream for her children. And so this does not have to be some scientific breakthrough, but it must be like maybe a Jacob or even my mother for individuals that are single parent, Parents, you should have dreams for a better life for your children and build a structure within your parenting to make sure that they're supported, they have consistency, and they have order in the house. And so when we talk about dreams, they don't have to be these big dreams of, uh, of changing industries per se, but they might be a dream for a better life for your children or there might be a dream attached to putting your parents in a house and giving your parent a, parents a home that they never had. So when we talk about dreams, we're not just talking about night dreams, we're talking about daydreams too. What dreams do you have for yourself But what about the dreams that you have for your children? Where do you see your children? How do you see them living? I know that when we read scriptures, we often read it as if it is some ancient document, but no relevance to us. But if you study the Bible, you would see that many of the characters that we have a glimpse of and we get this biographical sketch of, their lives strangely resembles ours. And that is because God is establishing a precedence when he includes any biographical sketch of any individual so that we can say, God, you are no respect of a if you did it for me or if you do it for, did it for them, you can also do it for me. But your prayers sh- should be um, driven by these dreams. So if you dare to dream, I want you to learn the art of recording them. And then shape your your dreams into prayer points and then shape those prayer points into declarations. And don't let anyone stop you because once you're able to decree and declare, you are causing the wounds of the spirit to begin to contract. And based on divine timetables, God will set it up where you will be scheduled for a head-on collision with potentiality, with possibility sometime in your future because the dream is going to give rise to desire and scripture says God gives you the desires of your heart. So it was Walt Disney that said all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. I decree that you are getting a new level of courage that no matter what age you are, no matter where you live, no matter what country you are coming from, I decree that you are going to be a dreamer and that your dreams are going to come to pass. When we think of Walt Disney, he took a, a mouse and a duck and a ferry, and he went from bank to bank and said, listen, here's a part of my dream. I'm going to build this entertainment, um, uh, um, entertainment, um, field that people are gonna to come to and um, they're gonna come from around the world to see this doctor sperry. And, and, and this mouse, and you can imagine the people thinking, you are absolutely crazy. And he got a whole bunch of no. They kept saying no, no. The first time, the second time, the 20th, the 30th, the 40th, the 50th, the 60th, the 70th, the 80th, the 90th, somewhere around the 100th time um, of hearing no, someone was able to say yes. And so the dream uh, helps you to garner the persistence to never, ever give up. Dreams, dreams give rise to desires, desires give rise to determination, and once you are determined to do something, you become unstoppable. And no, not even a no will be able to stop you. Dreams give rise to innovation, and this is a decade of the innovator. Innovation, based basically is the proper use of imagination and watch what the bible says about innovation and imagination in genesis 11 and 6 if you would turn there with me please the bible said and the lord said behold the people is one and they have all one language and this they began to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do and i'm going to repeat this again when you have a dream dreams give rise to innovation and innovation is the proper use of imagination and by the bible says whatever you've imagined nothing will be prohibited from causing that not to come to pass you have no nothing that will limit you there will be no lids on your life if you just are able to harness your imagination with the power of a dream so that means that you you have to ask your question how can i use this amazing gift of imagination because i think that that is one of god's divine gifts to all of us the ability to imagine and then the next question is how can you you consecrate your mind so that god will anoint your imagination and and and, and have you ever consecrated your thought life so that god can download his download his thoughts into a mind that is clear and Consecrated and clean. And have you ever looked at yourself as an innovator? Joseph was an innovator. Innovation requires the use of imagination. And so I decree over your life that you are consecrating your thoughts and your mind. And you are laying hands on yourself right now. And you are giving God your mind, giving God permission to download dreams and visions, whether they're daydreams or night dreams. And I decree and declare you are amongst the generation that God is raising up as innovators that God is going to not only give you the American dream or the dream from your country, but he's gonna give you a dream for America. I'm decreeing right now that he's gonna give you a dream for South Africa and a dream for Europe and a dream for Brazil and a dream for Barbados, a dream for Bermuda, a dream for Italy, a dream for Istanbul. I decree and declare he's gonna give you a dream for every continent, whether it's Australia or America, whether it is Antarctica, that God is gonna speak to you in such a way that is going to not only move your family forward and your community forward and industry forward, but is gonna move the world forward. One of the things that uh, a, a famous philosopher said, he said, give me a a lever long enough and a fulcrum upon which to place it and I will move the world and I decree and declare that you are a mover and a shaker and a history maker because now God is anointing you as a dream he's going to give you dreams for government he's going to give you environmental and ecological dreams he's going to give you educational dreams dreams that is going to move the educational system forward he's going to give you economical dreams and spiritual dreams and scientific dreams and technological dreams and social dreams and medical dreams and dreams for our defense. Right now, they are creating drones that are going to be fighting battles and they're creating robocops that are going to begin to um, marshal the boundaries and borders of our community and give us protection that we need. This is the defense. The defense is going to be operating differently. He's going to give us ashes astronomical dreams and cultural dreams and right now overhead i hear a helicopter flying but that's only uh where we are now but right now they're developing uh helicopters that are going to um Uh, have uh, several people in it and they're going to change these helicopters so that we now have lateral landings and it's going to be fascinating where we are no longer just going to be driving cars. We're going to have um, uh, a levitational driving, just like the Jetson, where you have electromagnetic highways and we're going to be driving in flying cars and it's going to be fantastic. But may you not be just one of those ones that that enjoy it. May, may you be one of the ones that create these new innovative ideas. I decree that the greatest Christian imagineers and innovators are going to dominate in industries in which they are currently employed. I decree that as you consecrate your mind to God, that nothing will be able to stop you in this season and in the days to come. When we think of dreamers, dreamers are people that think differently and think divergently and think daringly and think dramatically. You know, we talk about d- drama queens, but I decree and declare that your dreams are so dramatic. They they, they are uh, sounded, they have technicolor and sound effects until it activates your faith and your faith uh, really drives you to action. And when we deal with dreamers, dreamers are people who are not fond of the status quo. They are prophetic people who tap into the mind of God. One of the things that Martin Luther King said, he said, I have a dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are Created equal. His dream changed the landscape of the United States of America, the political landscape. And changed the social landscape, uh, the business landscape of America because one man dared to have a dream and he was not only daring about it, he, he he spoke about it until it fostered passion in others. Hear what the Lord is saying to you right now. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I decree and declare you will take Take this word seriously and consecrate your mind and ask God to make you a dreamer. Dreamers are people with vivid imaginations who are not afraid to think outside of the box or create new boxes that other people think outside of. These are people that do things that other people thought possible, impossible. They create things that other people said could never exist. They push the proverbial envelope. When others are satisfied with small, they think bigger, better. Greater. They live in an alternative reality called faith. I decree and declare that God is activating your faith. And people are looking at you strange, but they won't be looking at you strange very long, especially if God is in it. Joseph was just that type of dreamer. He was not only a dreamer, he was also a man of faith to believe that what he was seeing could come to pass. He epitomized to me what faith looks like. Faith is around. Faith helps you to do the unthinkable. It helps you to believe for the impossible. It helps you to manifest the most incredible things ever. Faith. Faith brings the unseen to the seen by those who believe in what they see. Faith is a supernatural highway. It connects you to the realm of the greatness of God and positions you to do incredible things within your lifetime. Faith. People of faith are believers and they have a unique level of intimacy with God. I'm decreeing and declaring that your level of intimacy is increasing so much so that he's able to download uh, the most amazing secrets for the unfolding of his plans in humanity and shows you how you're going to play a part in it. I declare that as you dream, you will wake up and accomplish great exploits. And that's because faith is the key. Jesus said, "If." Thou canst believe, all things are possible. If you can believe, then all things are possible. So your days of living with a lid and limitation upon you is over. Your days of living with nothing to prove that you have contributed to this world is over. Faith takes you into the realm of the uncommon. And I decree and declare that you are going to have an uncommon uh, year. And that year is going to be epic. That you will no longer think of just epic years. you're gonna be thinking of epic decades, and I'm decreeing over your life and your family and your children that this is going to be not only your year, but this is gonna be your decade. I decree a decade filled with great exploits, things that will cause you to forge new mutually beneficial relationships and networks and gain uncommon favor and rare opportunities and surprising breakthroughs. I decree that you're gonna have just the most fantastic future and stupendous success because you have decided that you're going to believe that your dreams will become a reality. And when you do, you will operate in a new realm of faith and faith makes you a trendsetter. I decree that you are a trendsetter. You are a status quo defier. You are a line crosser and you are a history maker in this day. When we think of dreamers, my mind always goes back to Joseph. God had big dreams for Joseph, and he has big dreams for you. And you should dream big. In fact, what you've been dreaming of doing and creating is already too small. You should have big dreams for yourself, but not only big dreams for yourself, you should have big dreams for your community, big dreams for your business, you should have big dreams for your government. Wherever God has planted you, whatever field you are in, you should have big dreams. And if you are a dreamer, one of the things that Reinhard Bonnke said, he said, when you have a dream, nothing will stop you. Dreams make you unstoppable. It makes you um, indomitable. It makes you unbeatable, invincible, irrepressible, inextinguishable. People cannot extinguish your passion, your fire, your dream, and make you sit in a corner and stick your thumb in your mouth as a victim. A dream will have you coming out of the corner like a lion a dream if it comes from God will have opposition if you have a dream and nobody fights it I doubt it if you have a dream that is never tried or tested check it if you have a dream that is not challenged by those around you concerning your audacity to believe the dream can come to pass redefine it the moment you say i have a dream everyone is not going to applaud you if you if if if, if you understand that if the gates are shut and the doors are barred, a dream will make you climb over the fence. And if you are not invited around the table, a dream will make you build a table for yourself. This is a dream. If you have a dream, that means you have the ability to to tap into unlimited potentiality hidden in the realm of faith. When we look at Joseph's dreams, Joseph's dream endorsed the fact that God had called him from an old economy into a new. His dream endorsed his mental. His dream confirmed his greatness. And I want you to know that, that just as long as you are a dreamer, whether it's a night dream or a day dream, this is confirming that you were created for greatness, that you are given power to create, to expand, to increase, that you are creative, that you are God's agent. And you have to understand that whatever God has given you to do, don't say, I'm going to try. Just do it. You've got to be able to trust, believe in God, believe in yourself, fight for your dream, fight for your destiny, stand up, stand tall, and don't apologize for your dream. So let's turn to our text in Genesis 37, 2 to 10, and I want to break this down. The Bible said, these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lead was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah and his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. And Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren and they hated him yet the more. Listen to me carefully. People come with their own stuff. And when people hate you and when people fight you and when people are jealous of you, you are not making them jealous. You are not irritating them. It's already on the inside of them. But that dream or that vision just exposes the reality of who a person really is. Listen to me carefully, people that are going to love you, they come with love, and your dream will never make them jealous. Your dream will never irritate them. But the people that have it sitting and seething and simmering just be- beneath the surface, where you cannot see it, they will be one way when you have decided to be amongst the clutter of the common. But the moment you rise up and you say, "I have a dream," and this is where I'm going, and you have the courage to pronounce a benediction on yesterday, you have the courage to. Say goodbye to your yesterday and hello to tomorrow that's when who a person really is is going to be manifested when you change and when people decide I no longer want to be with you I no longer want to serve you do not feel bad about it it was always there you see Joseph didn't make them jealous a lot of preachers try to preach that you know his brothers were angry with him because they bought an evil report but that is not true a lot of people have at the at, at the um, with, within themselves a, a spirit of guile and they just haven't had the um, right catalyst to expose that guile But people that are pure in heart, they're gonna be happy when you have nothing, but they're gonna be even more happy when God gives you something. So don't for one minute feel as if you have to kiss up to these people to make them feel better. It is coming from the inside of them. It's not what goes inside a man, it's what comes out of a man, Jesus had said. So the Bible said he dreamed and they told it to his brother, brothers and they hated him yet the more. In other words, they already hated him for whatever reason. And he was a young boy. But now they hated him even more. How dare you believe that God is going to do something great for you at our expense. But that was not the dream. Here's the caveat. How you interpret your dream is how it unfolds. And watch this. Verse number six. And he said unto them, Here I pray you, the dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheep in the field this this speaks to an economic shift because at that particular time if you are aware of the history of the children of Israel they were not in the business of being farmers they were actually shepherds they herded sheep so in his dream he sees that there's an economic shift moving them from herding animals to agrarian an, an agrarian driven economy and this is important because this is a season of to, for you to shift. When we, 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 we pray Jabez prayers, it, it, it's about gaining uh, a larger capacity for what is to come. And I'm decreeing and declaring that God is enlarging your territory. What you're going through has a lot to do with God putting pressure on your potential, putting the heat on you, so that you can cooperate with heaven as he enlarges your capacity for your necks. So from where you are right now, one of the things that I'm decreeing over your life that you're going to shift, and you're going to shift in the way that you're thinking. This was going to be an economic shift. So I'm decreeing and declaring that God is enlarging your territory so that you shift in the way you think about finances. If you are making a hundred, I decree and declare you're shifting to a mindset and a paradigm that I'm making thousands. If you're making thousands, you ship to millions. If you're making millions, you ship to making billions. If you're you, if you're an employee, you ship your mind to think like an entrepreneur and an employer. In other words, even if you are employed with someone else, because it's not saying, you know, a lot of times when I talk about entrepreneurial and having an entrepreneurial mindset, people think that they have to the necessarily uh, uh, fire their boss and uh, tender their resignation and go off and start their own work. It doesn't mean that. It simply means that if you are going to be, uh, remain employable, and if you are going to defy being obsolete, and if you are going to uh, be uh, indispensable in the workforce, you've got to stop thinking like an employee. You're just there for making money. You have been hired as a problem solver. And I think about Stephen Jobs and all the people that worked for him, where they did not necessarily have to expand their finances and resources. There was someone else using their resources, and what they did, they took their, their gifts and their talents, and they were hired by Apple, and they were able, still able to realize their dreams and goals, but it was at someone else's expense. And so some people, yes, we are called to have our own, our own ministry, our own business, our own nonprofit organization, but the vast majority, you are there to make sure that that vision comes to to pass. And here's the caveat, you don't have to expand your own resources to do it. So in praying and asking God, God, how should I operate? Ask him to help you to operate like an entrepreneur and an employer, employer, even though you may be an employee. And if you do so, you will make yourself indispensable think bottom line a lot of people don't care all they care is about friday the mid uh, mid month or the end of the month, they, they, they just think about a paycheck, but they never think about pushing the uh, brand in the marketplace, solving problems. They never think about how they can contribute to the bottom line. All they know is the money is coming from somewhere. But I want you to think differently. If you wanna make yourself indispensable, go on your job Monday to Friday, go there and work like you own it. You would not waste money if that was your your business you would not Act like you act if that was your business. Go in the marketplace and act as if you own it. And this is what we're talking about. Dominate where you are, dominate in the field. That means that if you're going to have a shift, a dream is going to shift the way that you think. If you're struggling, shift your thinking to thriving. This is the year to make the mental shift. Let me keep reading. The Bible said that he had his first dream And scripture says that all of their sheaves were standing up. So he said, and lo, my sheep arose. That means that he was first in the industry, but also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about. So that means that they were all destined to become industry leaders too. It wasn't just Joseph. He was going to become an industry leader too. But the Bible said, and they made obeisance to my sheep. So in acknowledgement of his position within the family as both leader and patriarch, God was gonna allow them to rise to the top. He dreamed of a new economy in which his brothers and he were produced. So listen to me carefully. If you are servicing someone in C Street suite or you're working with a president or you're working with your supervisor, it is impossible for you to support them in a realm that you are not in that realm as well. And a lot of people bring insecurity to the table, not realizing that if God has called you to work with a leader, a president, it means that you have to be in the same realm, not the same position not having the same title not necessarily having the same job that you discharge but you are operating from the same realm this is important for you to hear and understand so in the dream these individuals they were they were bowing to someone that would lead so that means that even as he dreamt of a new economy in which his brothers and he would produce succeed and prosper within industries that they would dominate one they dominate and control, their interpretation of the dream only saw the brother and they had a false interpretation. And so remember their, dream, their, their sheaves stood up as well. But the only difference was that they bowed to Joseph and it was speaking of submitting to leadership. And this is important, I, I wanna park this to, a, uh, to the side. And talk about submission, um, and 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 that's that's a subject all by itself. It's a subject all by itself. When they when they gave obeisance, they were honoring a position that he was in, and honor is is. Is different, um, and I don't want to go off into a rabbit trail away from dreaming, but, but what you honor will honor you. And honor is not about just about the things that you do, but honor is a mindset. It's the way that you discipline your spirit. It's how you address, it's what you do. And I'm gonna park that aside because I do an entire teaching on honor. Someone has to lead. And and being able to understand that you're gifted and you're talented, but you being able to honor the person, whether or not you're equally, equally anointed, that honor actually sets you apart for greatness. And, 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 and I, I want to park that, float it as, as a balloon, and come back at some other uh, date to talk to you about honor and how powerful honor is. Verse number eight, let's go back to our text, because I was going down a rabbit trail. I don't want to go down that rabbit trail any longer, but verse number eight. And his brethren said unto him, shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? But they did not see because of jealousy. Jealousy was blinding their eyes. Listen to me carefully. Never be jealous of someone who has gone ahead of you and had greatness. Why? Because God has a place for you, a space for you, a grace for you, and a race for you. And there's room at the top for all of us. There's room on the mountain for all of us. And you don't have to compete with anyone else for their position, their title, because success is not just for some of us, it's for all of us. And and we've been deceived in this generation to believe that there's limited opportunities that are in this world. We live in a world of unlimited possibilities and potentialities. And once you understand that your unique value-added proposition will cause you to distinguish yourself from everyone else that is an imitator, Be yourself, Uh, pursue your dreams, pursue your vision, know what God has called you to do. I'm called to serve. And in serving, it just so happens that I'm called to lead, but I'm sorry, I'm called to serve the visionaries, the innovators. I'm called to serve the leaders, government officials, industry leaders. This is I'm called to serve them. I'm called to serve to bring tools to the table. I'm called to bring thought leadership to this world. I'm serving the world so that others can be great, so that I can bow down and, in my generation, steady the shoulders for the next generation to 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 stand on I know why I'm called you got to know what your unique value-added proposition is in this world and stick to it if you are not a problem solver you will become obsolete you've got to find what the problem is especially when it comes to your industry or your job please don't go in in the workplace or in your ministry and talk about this problem and that problem and the other problem you are the problem solver and the bigger the problem the bigger the prosperity Joseph solved a big problem in Egypt and as a result of that, he not only prospered, his family prospered and the nation prospered. Prosperity is attached to problem solvers, so problems solve, problems, uh, excuse me, uh, dreams are attached to problems. And when you solve the problems, prosperity follows. You don't have to chase after prosperity. Find the biggest problems, the biggest problems in the workforce. The biggest problems don't be around the water fountain and don't be in the coffee room talking about all the problems, the problems in your boss, the problems with you know the structure of the uh, the, um, the the business and and the processes and this don't work and that doesn't work. Maybe God planted you there as a problem solver, and 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 you gotta be able to see yourself exactly as that I say don't complain create and uh, so they they were upset and they're like "You, you you know you think you're going to rule over us? And they hated him the more for his dreams and for his word. Verse number nine says, and he dreamt yet another dream and told it to his brethren. And behold, I have, I have, and, and said, behold, I have a dream. I need to calm myself down. I'm so excited. And said, behold, I have a dream and a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obeisance to me. So the Bible does not indicate how many dreams Joseph actually had, but they record these two dreams. And in this dream, God shows him now that he's going from just being an industry leader, that God was going to take him into world dominance. So he was going to be be operating as an individual, but he was going to die as an institution. And so in this dream, God shows him world dominance that would proceed industry dominance, whereby he and his brothers would go from local to global and from living as an individual to dying as an institution. And so this is important. I'm going to park this uh, aside because I'm going to have an opportunity to talk to you about these different dreams and the implications of the dreams. Verse number 10 said, and he told it to his father and his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, what is this dream that thou hast dreamed? In other words, his father said, do you have the interpretation of that dream? Of course, Joseph didn't have an interpretation because God connected him to some time in the future. And Joseph then would be the only one that would walk out this desk because of the unbelief again how a dream is in, is interpreted is how it unfolds and so his left his, his, his both he and his brothers and both of the dreams should have been industry leaders and then have world dominance but Joseph walks out his destiny and his brothers his, his 11 brothers lag behind him in terms of progress and success And in this season I decree and declare you are not going to be lagging behind anybody. That God is going to give you dreams and you're going to activate your faith and even as God may raise up prophets that will be able to speak into your spirit. And I'm talking about prophets that are accurate, not prophets that have a word of wisdom, and word of knowledge, but those that are able to see in the future and will be able to speak to you in terms of time frames, I decree and declare, based on the accuracy of that prophetic word, that your life will follow suit. And that even if the prophet doesn't have interpretation, that God will give you the interpretation of the dream. One day, Joseph went from being a nobody and God elevated him into a leadership position. And here's what I'm saying, that even as his brothers were legging behind in the dream, I decree and to declare that as God elevates your leader, as he elevates your supervisor, your employer, as he elevates them, as he prospers them, as he causes them to ascend into new realms of power and new realms of influence and superiority and wealth, and into new realms of financial status and station, as he elevates them, I decree and declare you are going to be elevated to as you are assigned as a dream helper and you understand that you are operating in the same realm as they the same realm as faith as they are that you will be prospered you will be promoted and you will not lag behind in this season you will not lag behind anyone and as your contemporaries progress you will be like a joseph you're going to be head and shoulders above them in terms of performance and progress and I'm going to say it again may the anointing that was upon Joseph be upon you and whatever role God has called you to and whatever assignment he has given you and whatever a uh, job he has given you I decree and declare you are going to discharge it as elegant as Joseph discharged him uh, Joseph was a leader but he served a world leader do you understand what I mean so he did not necessarily have to have the title of being pharaoh but he served pharaoh therefore he was in a the same realm as pharaoh therefore he submitted to pharaoh but watch this Pharaoh had to submit to him because Pharaoh had a dream that he could not interpret. He had a dream that he had no skills that were developed. But because of hardship, because because someone put pressure on his gifts and talent. Listen to me carefully. If you have an opportunity to work with a boss, a supervisor that puts pressure on you, like a Stephen Jobs, don't wiggle out of it. Don't 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 run to your friends and complain that it's too much pressure you never know what God is birthing out of you whenever you have seeds of greatness on the inside of you God will have to bring someone that is anointed to put pressure on that gift on that po- on that potential to to raise the bar of expectations on your performance when you are hired you are not hired uh, t- 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 to be in a miscongeniality contest or Mr. Congeniality contest, where people have to like you. It's not about people liking you. It's about what God is doing in you. And if you are in a position where there is pressure and where there's heat, and I can give you, I can be as transparent as I possibly can, I remember everywhere I went when I was young, at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, I always had someone that was my immediate superior that didn't let me get away with anything. This was in ministry, this was in the the workforce, and the pressure was there. And at each time, I would hear people complaining and I would never complain with them. Even though it was tough, even though there were many days I felt like tendering my resume when I. I look back in wisdom, when I look at my life retrospectively, I could see the sovereignty of God. Had it not been for the assignment of those individuals who were not interested in me liking them, they were more interested in me performing at a higher level. And by the time I was 30, I had risen to one of the highest echelon in my country, ruling my country. And I could look back and I could say, thank you, God. Thank you that you didn't give me someone that let me get away with taking shortcuts that demanded excellence that put the pressure on me that put the pressure on my performance my de- uh, deportment my diplomacy, They put pressure on me, starting from a little girl, starting from my mother and you know, my mother didn't let me get away with anything and she demanded of me what she didn't man- demand my siblings, and I used to ask my mother why, why would you ask me to do so and so uh, and she never answered but now I have the answer because I see God in every stage of my life. He was putting pressure. And so with Joseph, when you read Joseph's story, and when you when, when you when you connect it to Psalm, where, where where it talks about the sovereignty of God, you see that Joseph's dream was in. Irrefutable, and the interpretation was sure, and that there would be nothing to interfere with the realizing of that dream. But God had to raise individuals, and He used uh, He used in the equation many factors. It's not that God uh, orchestrated everything; He allowed certain things. So, in God's sovereignty, sometimes He orchestrates things, other times He allows it, and you could see where God allowed him to come under pressure in his family where they sold him and then his cousins pull him out and then now he's a part of uh, human trafficking and they sell him and uh, you know, he's set up where he's scandalized in the workplace and he's a part, he's working in a very toxic environment but and then he's in prison and people forget him and you could look in your life and you could be resentful of people or you can begin to see where God was at work Behind the scene. And I want to say to every last one of you. That are listening. God is at work behind the scene. Though you cannot... Feel his presence. Though you cannot see his power. He's working on your behalf. Proverbs 25 and 2 says. It is the glory of God to conceal the matter. But it is the glory of kings to search out the matter. And today we want to search out the matter. Concerning Joseph the dreamer. I've discovered that a dream pushes the dreamer. Beyond the point where most people would, would have given up. And Joseph is the story of the ultimate. Ultimate survivor where his 10 brothers plotted to kill him and he ended up um, for a spell as a slave and the moment he starts seeing success in his future he's, uh, his capacity as a manager of his ma- master's affairs his master's wife got him thrown in prison, there was a huge scandal obviously uh, Potiphar didn't believe his wife because if Potiphar believed his wife he wouldn't have been thrown in jail He would have been uh, executed. But you know God always has destiny helpers. And they come in different uh, shapes and different forms. And I decree that your destiny helper is coming. And one of the reasons why... We have to understand the power of a dream. You know, people are going to treat you differently. But while they're treating you differently, whether it's your mother or your father, whether it's your sibling, whether it is in your school, whether it's your contemporary, know that they're picking up something. You're different. You talk different. You act different. You have a different kind of dream. And when the pressure comes through rejection, when the pressure comes through people are despising you. This is just an opportunity for you to hone your skill and you've got to be able to trust God because in his sovereignty he's going to cause all things to work together for good and this takes me to Psalm 105 verse 17 to 24 where it talks about Joseph and it says he sent a man before them even Joseph who was sold for a servant whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him, the king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people and let him grow free he made him lord of his house and ruler of his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and to teach his senators wisdom, Israel also came into Egypt and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham and he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies, you are going to be stronger than your your enemies in this season that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't matter whether you're in a toxic environment in the workplace or toxic relationships domestically. You are going to come out and when you come out you're going to be greater. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be wiser. You're going to be better and God is going to do something in you to show you that this is just a life lesson and it's a life lesson about a dream. A dream is heaven's snapshot of eventuality that act as a catalyst of faith and an instrument that activates hope and without hope uh, Joseph would have died but his hope uh, helped him to prevail and I'm decreeing and declaring you are going to prevail. His dreams were compelling in that it not only showed his destiny but all uh, the destiny of his siblings and his Parents and it also showed him that one day he will become an industry leader and a global icon and a baron of billions. I am decreeing and declaring that you are going to be a master of millions and a baron and a baroness of billions. That although his dreams of them binding sheaves and his standing up with the others bowing obeisance, as well as the stars and the sun and the moon bowing down to him which represented Pharaoh and his wife it included his family, his brothers even though they were blinded by rage and and envy and jealousy it did not preempt the manifestation of his dreams and in conclusion I want to say this about dreams dreams provide a foundation for future aspiration, exploitation and manifestations. I decree and declare through dreams, God is laying a new kind of foundation in your life for this generation. A house is only as strong as a foundation. A road is only as straight as its foundation. A marriage is only as blissful as its foundation. A government is only as effective as its foundation. Your destiny is only as vivid as your interpretation of your dream, I decreed that you will dream again because dreams are the stuff that the world is made of. I'm asking the question, where are the dreamers? Dreams happen in the dark hours of the night. Your night season should not be tolerated or misunderstood because God is at work in the darkest moment of your life. It was when Adam was asleep in a deep sleep that God created the wife of his dream and this is why I began to talk to people to tell them to make your bedroom a dreamscape and to remove from out of your bedroom every technology. Technology is making people light sleepers and most people don't go into a deep sleep or even if they try to go into a deep sleep their their notifications are going off or the telephone and the blue light is keeping them awake but professional I speak to you today that God is healing you of insomnia, not just physically, but spiritually. You are going to dream again. Dreams are perhaps the single most important spiritual force in this world because it shapes our lives. By it, lives are enhanced. By it, purpose is actualized. By it, potential is realized. It is the force which has shaped our world and fostered all human progress. It is responsible for technological advancement. Dreams are responsible for medical and scientific breakthroughs. Bre- dreams are responsible for community development, social reconstruction. Dreams are responsible for the creation of economic monopolies and all of man's kinds and accomplishment. Gandhi had a dream for India. Martin Luther King had a dream for America. Mandela had a dream for South Africa. Walt Disney had a dream for entertainment. Stephen Jobs had a telecon... Tele- technological dream. Henry Ford had a dream that transformed the transportation industry. Sam Walton had a dream of transforming the retail industry. God had a dream for this generation. He has a dream for your profession. He has a dream for humanity and that dream involves you. I am asking the question, where are the dreamers? Believe to dream again. And I am challenging you. Going your bedroom. Take your uh, uh, um, your television out. Make your bedroom a technological uh, technological free zone, and then believe to dream again. God bless you, our Father and our God. We thank you for each individual that is listening to uh, this. series I pray that you would bless them that they would lay hands on themselves that they would consecrate their mind they would consecrate their spirit and that you would give them dreams there are many individuals that cannot recall the dreams that they dream at night but they're daydreamers so here's to the night dreamers and daydreamers those that have sparks of inspiration those that have that light bulb that goes off I pray father for each individual that they will begin to dream industry specific dreams and those father that have businesses that they're thinking about solving uh, world problems and then you are bringing to them Uh, Dream helpers, and these are individuals that are uniquely qualified and gifted and anointed by you to bring that dream to pass. I call each individual under the auspices of my voice blessed today to use their imagination and use the dream to harness it and to direct it along the path that you have selected for it along the lines of the unfolding of your original plan and purpose for humanity,
0: in Jesus' name, amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing,